This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. Good morning, I'm Ann Romer and welcome to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Friend of the show, great friend of the show, Woodbine Entertainment Group CEO Jim Lawson joins us today. And this past week, Woodbine released its much-anticipated thoroughbred stake schedule for the 2023 racing season, with more than $17 million in purses being offered. The schedule also includes 39 graded stakes events, five that are grade one, two $1 million classics. The King's Plate... August the 20th, and the Rico Woodbine Mile, September the 16th. This year's racing season at Woodbine, which begins on April 22nd, will also see the return of a turf classic event and the special renaming of another stakes race. The incomparable Jim Lawson will join us to talk about the cornucopia of stakes events at Woodbine this year and an update from him on the status of the integration of horse racing into sports betting applications and also the continual construction build out on the beautiful 555 Rexdale property. The Kentucky Derby Trail lands at a couple of North American tracks today, including Tampa Bay Downs, with the running of the $400,000 Tampa Bay Derby. That's where we will find friend of the show, Ren the Pedigee Carruthers, host and online handicapping analyst for the Florida Racetrack. The Tampa Bay Derby offers 50 Kentucky Derby points to the winner and will be conducted at a mile and 116th on the dirt and is the highlight of of a stakes-filled card today at Tampa Bay. We will hear from her in moments, that's Wren, of course, and she'll break down the Derby field plus a couple of other stakes events at Tampa today. Here's a name you know, Chad Rosema. First joined Woodbine back in 2007 as a commentator for its HPI TV before becoming a regular host and analyst of Woodbine Standard Red Samulcast racing coverage. Chad recently accepted a job at Grand River Raceway in Alora as raceway manager. He joins us in just a moment to talk about all things Woodbine, but also what's new in his life at Grand River. And finally, he's back. I'm thrilled. My co-host Larry Simpson will once again try to sniff out some potential betting gems at Woodbine Mohawk Park and some other North American tracks that are racing today with our Ponies Picks of the Day, sponsored by Rocketship Racing. It's going to be a great show, so please get your HPI and Dark Horse accounts ready for some heavy-duty action today. When we come back, Larry Simpson will join us as we catch up on some recent horse racing news. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine. Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. More from the track when we come back on 105.9 The Region. Go from Dark Horse to Winner. Dark Horse is Woodbine's new easy-to-use betting app that brings the thrill of the track right to you. Its AI-powered insights and strategies help you make smarter bets straight out of the gate. Feel the excitement of live stream horse races wherever you go. Get $30 to start betting when you sign up today using promo code GET30. Download the app for free at PlayDarkHorse.com. Available on Android and Apple devices. The Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association of Ontario, the HBPA, has represented thoroughbred owners and trainers at Woodbine and Fort Erie racetracks since 1950. The HBPA provides members and their hardworking employees with medical insurance, pensions, benevolence, negotiations with racetracks and government, and provides vital industry information to the horse people. For more information on the HBPA of Ontario, please visit our website at hbpa.on.ca. 
Join us on April 1st when Gulfstream Park hosts the $1 million Curlin Florida Derby, a highlight of the Gulfstream Championship racing season and considered by many to be one of the most important preps for the famed Kentucky Derby on the first Saturday in May. The Curlin Florida Derby has a tremendous stakes-filled day of racing with a total of 10 stakes races scheduled and you can watch and wager on all Gulfstream Park race days, including Florida Derby Day on April 1st with your HPI bet account or Dark Horse app. It's the next best thing to being at the track. Lymphoma Canada and Ponies 24-7 recommend that you don't horse around with lymphoma. Lymphoma affects the lymphatic system of both horses and humans, and currently there are over 100,000 Canadians living with the disease. Lymphoma is also the most common cancer diagnosis for adolescents and young adults. Visit lymphoma.ca slash ponies to donate to the Don't Horse Around with Lymphoma campaign. With your help, we can promote early detection, assist newly diagnosed patients, and support lymphoma research. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. I'm Ann Romer. I'm always so happy to sit across the microphone from Larry Simpson. How are you, Larry? I'm doing okay. How about you, Ann? We have a very exciting guest, and we uh, we know him. We love him. He's done remarkable things for Woodbine, and uh, he is Woodbine. That's right, Jim Lawson. Yep. Woodbine Entertainment CEO, Jim Lawson. Welcome to Ponies 24-7, and happy 2023. Hey, hi guys. Same to you guys, and Anne's thrilled uh, that you've joined Larry on uh, this great show, Ponies 24-7. Excited to talk to you guys throughout the year, and this is a great kickoff. So uh, uh, nice to have you on, Anne, and thank you. Well, thank you, Jim. Well, let's uh, get right into it, Jim. You just announced the Thoroughbred Stake Schedule this past uh, week, and there's some big news, correct? Yeah, there, there really is. Um, th- there have been some changes, of course, and that's maybe what you're referring to as, as the big news. The, the biggest change will get used to all of us saying the King's Plate <laughs> for the first time in 70 years, and that's going to be a hard one, and we'll we'll all trip on it, up on it the odd time, but we're excited. It's the 164th running of the Queen's Plate scheduled for August 20th, and so that's, uh, that's just one of the, the many highlights, and it's going to be a great branding opportunity for our marketing team and, and building some excitement over the first King's Plate in 70 years, so it's, it's uh, that's uh, the, our marquee event, but we've got lots of other highlights coming this year, of course. And and before we move to those highlights, what is your relationship like with Buckingham Palace, with uh, at Woodbine's relationship with Buckingham Palace? Is there any chance, any chance that King Charles III and the Queen Consort might be at the King's Plate, the inaugural King's Plate this this summer? Well, it, it's a, it's an interesting question, and uh, our relationship is good. We have contacts. We certainly. Um, had a relationship with them before um, officially naming it or renaming the race back to the King's Plate. And uh, the Queen Consort, interestingly enough, is a big horse racing fan, bigger than I ever imagined. But it was always, I I think, kept low-key because of Her Majesty's great interest in horse racing. But I think the Queen Consort is is picking it up. They're continuing to run... uh, 
uh, run horses uh, this year and, and keep their broodmare banned. So that's all very positive. I don't know whether it'll happen. You, you can imagine the logistics and the security around a, a royal visit to Canada. Um, I, I would still be hopeful that mm-hmm. possible. We've been in touch with the governor general. They just don't know for sure, but it, it's a possibility. But I, I, our, our relationship is good. It, it was very good with Her Majesty, because she was such a race fan, she raced horses at Woodbine. And um, we felt uh, not to to go back over the ground on the the renaming, uh, but um, we felt it was the right thing to do to carry on this live relationship with the monarchy. And and that was a large reason for the the need to rename it, even though the, the Queen's Plate had become, after 70 years, such a great tradition in this country. And I said inaugural King's Plate, but actually there was a King's Plate before the Queen's mm-hmm. Plate. Oh, yeah. For many years, from from 1902 to 1953, uh, 51, you know, a, a long, long-standing uh, time when it was the, the, the King's Plate. Getting back onto the, the other stakes, uh, races that have been unveiled for this year, there's my favorite, the Canadian International, is back, and there's also the the fan favorite, the Pink Lloyd Stakes. Talk about both of those. Well, it's nice to have the International back, and and Larry, it's a race. When I say back, it's a race we've struggled with. Um, part of the struggle was, of course, the travel restrictions during the pandemic. The International. Uh, which was at a mile and a half on the turf course, uh, relied somewhat on uh, international horses and particularly horses from from Paris or from France and from England. And uh, we just didn't feel that during the pandemic we were going to get uh, that support from the European entrance. Uh, the North American market is hard uh, in, in this sense that uh, Kentucky Downs has introduced a, a long race on the turf and uh, uh, in New York and Saratoga, there are long turf races, so it's a very competitive landscape. And so we're going to give it a go again and hope with it being a a grade one and $750,000 purse that will attract, uh, again, some international horses and hopefully some horses from the United States. We have, Larry, uh, before you ask, because I know you're uh, <laughs> an expert, uh, we, we have uh, reduced the distance from a mile and a half to a mile and a quarter. And that is just, again, an, an effort on our part to try and attract horses. There are less horses, you know, around the globe that are ready to go a mile and a half uh, or that run the mile and a half distance. Many more um, will are mile and a quarter horses or mile and an eighth horses that will stretch out to a mile and a quarter. So we're going to give it a go at a mile and a quarter and, and hope that's uh, – Hope that's helpful to attracting a, a strong field for the international. So uh, let's see. We got to give something a try because uh, it's a, it's a very competitive landscape. Uh, the long races on the turf. Uh, the the second one you mentioned was the Pink Lloyd. We're excited to uh, to honor the great Canadian multi champion uh, horse Pink Lloyd that uh, is now retired. A uh, hundred thousand uh, dollar six furlong Ontario sired stake, of course. Pink Lloyd was an Ontario sired horse, and uh, and we're just excited to to be able to honor that horse, and it's it's great for the connections and and the legacy of a, a champion named Pink Lloyd. So uh, a fun event, uh, and uh, and nice to be able to uh, have the first edition of the Pink Lloyd Stakes this year, which will be 
run on June 4th at six furlongs on the on the Tapita. So many great thoroughbred races to look forward to this season. Before we move to standard bread, let's talk about the atmosphere at Woodbine. Who are you trying to attract to the track and how are you doing that? Well, we've got a big leg up to use a horse racing term <laughs> this year, Anne, and that and that is that the casino uh, Woodbine. It won't be known as uh, it won't be officially named Casino Woodbine, but the casino at Woodbine is scheduled to open in June, and falling shortly thereafter will be a trackside hotel and a five thousand seat music auditorium dedicated exclusively to music concerts. And so that is projected to bring over 12 million people to our property this year. And I think that is going to be a big opportunity for us to expose the great sport of horse racing to a whole new generation of fans and different fans. Um, We're still working with the Ontario government on bringing a sports bar to Woodbine. And uh, we've got a space allocated for a sports bar at Woodbine where you can do horse racing betting and sports betting overlooking the track. And um, we certainly recognize the need, and to, to bring in new fans, to bring in a new generation of fans, uh, to, to um, I would say, make a connection with, with the, the new sports betting world in this province. And we're working closely with the government right now to put horse racing content on those huge mega sports betting platforms that you hear about constantly on television and on radio. And uh, we think we're going to get there and, and, and bring new fans. And that the Stella Artois patio, and Larry heard me talk about this, that we opened last year uh, overlooking the track at, at, at the finish line, seats 300 people, and it was sold out most weekends last year. And uh, we expect it will even be more popular this year so um, it's it's um we're our marketing team's doing a good job we recognize we have to go after new clientele and we are aggressively and and it's working the the woodbine brand is is spreading throughout the world and and uh we're also on the home front uh getting a lot more people out to to uh venues like the uh, Stella Artois patio. So um, it's it's all very positive. So it's it's going well beyond the event. It's almost like a lifestyle. Yeah, it, it really is. I mean, you know, our vision 15, 20 years down the road, Anne, is that we have 700 acres of land and we're pushing the city together with the province uh, to put a, a Union Pearson go train station stop at Woodbine. Uh, we've agreed we're, we're dealing with pricing on the cost of that station right now. Uh, with that station should be major uh, residential zoning in the area. And uh, it will be a place, uh, that 700 acres will be a place where you can live and work and play. And, and we'll have everything there, a big entertainment district and sports fields. We're, we're talking to Canada Soccer right now or the Canadian Premier League about locating a, a, a national soccer center there and a soccer stadium there. And it's, um, it's, it's really exciting what's going on at, at at the Woodbine property right now. Very vibrant. And not to be forgotten, Jim, is Woodbine Mohawk Park. Tell us what's going on there. Well, it, it continues to, I mean, uh, I, I watched the, the wagering numbers uh, 
nightly. We're running there four times a week right now, and uh, the the wagering numbers are good over have been good over the course of the winter. And our stakes program, the nominees for our stakes program, have been exceptional this spring. Um, the highlight, of course, uh, is is the is the Pepsi North America's Cup and. Uh, a record number of nominees for that iconic race in June. And um, the exciting thing, we tried something um, a few years, three years ago, called the the Mohawk Million, uh, as you know, and uh, where everyone buys a, what not everyone, nine people are given the opportunity to buy a slot in the race for $100,000 and uh, run for a million dollars purse for two-year-old trotters. And it's always a little stressful for me whether we're going to sell out those nine slots at a hundred thousand dollars each and uh, we've done it again so the, the the fourth edition of that race is is sort of the, is scheduled to go uh this fall and, and that again uh, combined with the metro pace and the canadian trotting classic uh, our fall racing at, at, at mohawk is exceptional so we we couldn't be more pleased with where the woodbine mohawk Park brand has also moved in the in the last five years since we since we moved full time uh, to Mohawk for year round racing, and it is uh, it's the number one in in our view number one uh, harness racing destination in in North America, and, and we're excited the way we've been able to to grow that uh, grow that brand uh, both in in Canada and North America and across the world. So it's it's all good news on the standard bread side. Earlier, Jim, you alluded to the fact that about the integration of uh, horse racing into sports betting apps, and that uh, yes, what's the status? You said they're working on it. If you had a crystal ball, could you predict when it's going to happen? We're in the final stages of test trials with with our federal regulator, and then we'll move. We're, we're having final discussions with the with the provincial government, as as iGaming has jurisdiction over sports betting. Uh, we think we're in very good shape. Uh, we're we're getting the, the the green light with the with the Canadian federal regulator, which is CPMA. And when I say the green light, they're they're impressed uh, with the technology that. In, in essence, puts our tote system on the back end of the of the sports betting platforms. We're working with one major partner right now, but uh, if if we get that uh, final technology approved by the federal regulator, then iGaming in Ontario, which we're expecting, uh, then we will expand beyond our first major partner and have horse racing content on all these major sports betting platforms that you're hearing about, and that will. That will expose and generate revenue for the sport that uh, will take us to a whole new level, and we're excited about it. Um, just, uh, just pause for a minute and think of all of those major sports betting platforms are carrying the Kentucky Derby in Ontario, the, the amount of revenue, and then subsequently the King's Plate, uh, the amount of revenue that will come in for horse racing. Um, it will be unprecedented in terms of what these what these behemoths, marketing behemoths, <laughs> can do for the sport of sport of horse racing. I want to go into your background very quickly, and, and it's a it's quite a varied background. We talk about uh, you as being a lawyer before you moved to uh, Woodbine. You were involved in the CFL. You were drafted as an NHL hockey player. What does 
all of that combined help you bring to the table as Woodbine Entertainment CEO? What from that experience has made you successful in your position? Oh, boy. You <laughs> caught me off guard with that one, Ann. But uh, listen, I, 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 you know, when I reflect on the experiences, the greatest learning and maybe the greatest wisdom, in, in the end, it's it's all about the people. And uh, you you don't... Uh, you don't always agree on things, but in the end, um, people are passionate and and love these sports, whether it be with <laughs> CFL Players Association or the Horse People's Groups. You you have to remain positive and and work together and 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 uh, and know at the other side of uh, of everything that uh, there is there are passionate people that that love these sports and uh, the experience of a lawyer. I guess what brings to the table is is teamwork and working with people to get something done. I was very much on the transactional side of, of the legal world and uh, and uh, getting a good result and working together. And, and, and that spills over into whether, as I say, the Canadian Football League or teamwork in, in sports as a, as a as a player, as management, and, and the same holds over for horse racing. It's it's uh, it's it's working together and in, in trying to get things done, and that's been a big part of our culture, both internally at Woodbine and externally at Woodbine. We've held stronger together sessions, and uh, we think we're in a very good place. And I and I, you know, I, I'd like to think it's all attributable to to just working together and knowing that everyone has a role in, in, in teamwork to get things done because that's what sports takes. Yeah, And it's all coming together after all these years, correct? It really has. I mean, we, you know, I stepped in as chair, <laughs> Larry, as Woodbine in, in 2011, 2012, and things couldn't have been more bleak as the, as the uh, McGinty government was announcing the cancellation of the slots at Racetrack Program which meant approximately $150 million a year to Woodbine Entertainment. And uh, we had to step way back and restructure ourselves. And there were some bleak years, which I will say are still affecting us today uh, in terms of the the breeding and the people that uh, did not stay in the industry during that very bleak period from 2011 to 2016. And, and, and hopefully we're bringing back more confidence. The government stepped up and, and, uh, and put a long-term funding agreement in place. And, and, uh, we have, we have had to work very hard. Uh, I think that there was a bit of complacency in the, in, in the years 1999 to 2013. And, and, uh, we've had to work very hard to, uh, get this industry back on its feet. And you can hear from my comments and excitement about <laughs> Mohawk and about what's going on at Woodbine that uh, I feel we're in a very good platform with a very good international brand right now at, at Woodbine Entertainment. Wow, your hard work and your team's hard work certainly paying off. Woodbine Entertainment CEO Jim Lawson, thank you so much for joining us on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Thank you so much for having me on, and I look forward to talking to you guys again. Have, okay. have a great day. You, you too. Thanks, Jim. Thank you. When we come back, Ren Carruthers, they call her the Pedageek. She joins us on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Follow us on Twitter at 1059 The Region. We'll be right back. 
Enjoy the thrill of the race anytime with HPIBet.com, the number one betting site for experienced horse players. Join for free and watch and wager when you can't bet at the track. Stream live racing from over 500 tracks from around the world. Bet with ease from anywhere. It's safe and secure. Sign up today and get one month free live race streaming. Plus, for a limited time, get a $100 bonus and your first bet is on us. Go to HPIBet.com to join for free today. Pineview Hyundai, the smart choice of automobile dealerships combining horses and horsepower. For over 35 years, the Romeo family has been part of the Ontario thoroughbred racing industry, and they want to invite you to visit their Pineview dealership and view the award-winning Hyundai lineup today as the I Love Winter event is on now. Come see us at 3790 Highway 7 in Vaughan. Call us at 905-851-2851 or visit our website, pineviewauto.com and see why Pineview Hyundai remains the smart choice. Ontario Racing, the excitement of thoroughbred, standardbred, and quarter horse racing at 15 racetracks. We are the voice of the Ontario horse racing industry, and we direct breed improvement programs, set annual race dates, and work on attracting new horse owners and race fans. Ontario Racing is committed to supporting a vibrant industry with one vision, working together for a stronger horse racing community. To get your horsepower, go to OntarioRacing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing, three breeds. One vision. This is 1059 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Tampa Bay Downs handicapper and analyst Ren Carruthers joins us on the show today. Ren, better known as the Pedageek, and we're certainly going to find out more about that. <laughs> she joins <laughs> us in a moment. I can hear her laughing, Larry. Uh, like many people at Tampa Bay Downs today, looking forward to a stakes-filled card that includes the running of the $400,000, that's U.S., Tampa Bay Derby, considered to be, by many, one of the best of the best when it comes to Tampa Bay Racing. Welcome to the show, Ren, and so glad to have you back with us again. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thank you so much. I'm so excited about today's card. I mean, it's going to be a 12-race marathon with plenty of opportunity. We actually have three pick fours on the card, uh, and, and of course, we've got our pick fives going in early and a late, but we've got some of the best in the business coming out uh, to the Oldsmar Oval, so it's a very exciting afternoon coming up here. All right, well, let's do a deep dive into the, the card today. You've got the Tampa Bay Derby. Uh, you know, for our listeners, um, who do you like in there? Well, I mean, I'm not reinventing the wheel with this race. I do think Tappet Trice is the horse. Um, he, he's just an, ex, you know, exceptional-looking specimen. Uh, and, he, you know, he's coming in here, you know, with good intentions. Todd Fletcher um, obviously thinks a lot of this horse. It was very exciting to see him drop to win by eight lengths in his last race, right? Um, and if he does win, Todd's won this race five times. He actually yeah. had a natural hat trick, Carpe Diem, Dustin Tappert. Um, but he also won with Verrazano and Limehouse. Uh, that was back in 2004. But as for, you know, Tappet Trice, I mean, I like that. He's done a little wrong, right? I mean, he was just learning on debut. He scored over that muddy field going at Aqueduct. That's a race that produced next out winners um in no, most notably slip mahoney that horse was our gotham runner-up who's mm-hmm. a distant runner-up but still he was the runner-up and then we saw again that you know sensational eight leg score at uh gulf stream now 
that was over a stable mate, uh, Shesterkin. Shesterkin. I don't want to say it wrong. <laughs> I believe he's named after the hockey player. That's right. Um, it's okay. I couldn't and, say it in the show last week or two weeks ago. So, <laughs> Right. And I do think that was, I think the stable mate's legit as well. Those blinkers are going on. He has speed. There's not a, I mean, the only other horse who's really fleet, fleet footed is Zydeco. But the horse that I think who could possibly, you know, spring an upset in here would be the number three classic legacy. Um, I think he could move up second off the layoff, second start as a three-year-old. He might be a horse who's just blossoming now. I mean, he originally debuted back in August at Saratoga, and perhaps he just was not ready then. Uh, then he came back in October at Belmont. He runs second in that first off the bench. That's at seven furlongs. Um, and from the far outside, he finished a better of a horse named Classic Catch. That's a name that when you guys go and you look at the form, you'll see him in the company lines. There are some of the other horses in the race. Um, and then he got the job done, second off the layoff in the slop. And, yeah, it was a short field, but still he was professional. I thought the fact that he ran within two and three-quarter lengths of litigate in the Sam F. Davis after not having run since uh, that main special weight score was impressive, and especially so because the rain was starting to fall that day. I don't know if you recall. And then out of the gate, he got bumped. And there's also more to like with him because uh, this horse, Classic Legacy, is actually a half-brother to Art Collector, who just won the Pegasus World Cup. Uh, It's a really great pedigree. So uh, that's a horse I'm looking forward to seeing what he'll do here. Uh, But, yeah, it's half a choice is the obvious. (laughs) So, Rand, is it true that it's pretty well a lock that one is assured a spot in the gate for the Kentucky Derby if you win the Tampa Derby? Here's the thing. I mean, ever since they incorporated the the point system, we keep our eye on it, right? We're always looking to see what the changes are. But, yeah, I would say you make the gate if you win the Tampa Bay Derby in the Kentucky Derby. Yeah, there's no chance you don't. (laughs) <laughs> well, I like the way you put that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, right now we've got Forte sitting on top there with 90 uh, points, but the Tampa Bay Derby with 50. I mean, right now, even if I go and I look to see who the Derby horses are and scroll down to the 20th place at this point, uh, that's reincarnate with 15. So you, you, you see what I'm saying? Yep. I do. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of the Derby, why is it so important, do you think, for people to win the the Kentucky Derby? What is it about it? What is it about the Kentucky Derby? It's the history. It's the story. It's it's all of that work that goes years beyond uh, even seeing that horse in the flesh. We're talking about figuring out your mare, buying a mare, figuring out who you're going to breed her to, getting her to that stud. All of this goes in into those horses you finally see exiting the gate on that first Saturday in May. And it because of that and because of the the, the, the drive to try to make it happen, to have a horse of that caliber, to run for the roses beneath those twin spires, there's just something about it that is, is beyond really anything, any superlative I could come up with. It's a, it's a feeling. It's an emotion. It's something that if you met somebody and, and they told you that they won the Kentucky Derby, the statistical difficulty of, of them having achieved that is just something that leaves you in awe. So I think that's what it is. <laughs> and, you know, you've watched a few Kentucky Derbies in your life. You're a young woman, but you are you were raised on a horse farm. You've been in this business for since you were well, you did it before you started reading Dr. Seuss. You were reading uh, yes. sales books. <laughs> so yes. tell me who was the most magnificent horse to cross the finish line first in the Kentucky Derby in, in your view. 
oh, I'm going to be boring here. It's going to be Secretariat. <laughs> oh, Absolutely. I love it. Boo. There is, there is, <laughs> oh, no, come on. Hey, Secretariat, to this day, holds the record for every race in the Triple Crown. Every race. That's insanity. And the fact <laughs> that he was able to, I mean, that horse was, to see a horse of that caliber, that talent, that God-given ability is just so stunning. I cry every time I watch the Belmont mm-hmm. uh, without fail. There's just something about seeing anybody, even an animal, live up to what it's been graced with um, that just it, it just drops your jaw. Have and you, you can't help but be so moved. Have you been tracking his lineage? You know, obviously, Secretary, long gone. But have you been tracking, you know, where his bloodline is going? Well, the the interesting thing is people always say, well, Second Period never recreated himself. Mm. And I think that's kind of unfair. I mean, we do actually have a stakes race that's named for one of his sons, the Risen Star, right? Which is one of the races on the uh, Kentucky Derby Trail. But also there was Lady Secret, his daughter. And through some of his daughters, he's actually really impacted the the, the breed to, uh, you know, such a high level. Um, and, and that's something very special. I mean, for example, you guys know AP Indy, right? Right. Okay, well, AP Indy, his mom is a weekend surprise, and weekend surprise is a daughter of Secretariat. So wow. anytime you say AP Indy in any pedigree, you've got a Secretariat influence there. <laughs> Another one of our most impactful uh, stallions to ever go to stud has to be Stormcat, right? Well, Stormcat is out of Secretariat's daughter, Terlingua. So wow. he's had this tremendous broodmare uh, sire influence that still is resonating through the breed. <laughs> I was I was going to ask you when you came on why the name Pedageek, but I think you've just answered that. But anyway, how, how did you how did you get that handle, Pedageek? You know, I I think it might have been one of my former colleagues who first dubbed me with the name, and it just kind of took. And then I decided, hey, I'll just trademark it. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I went ahead, and whenever you know, when I got my. Uh, I got my uh, my business cards and whatnot. I just rolled with it. It's, it's fun. It's a little bit self-effacing uh, because not everybody likes to do the fifth generation back that I <laughs> I find fascinating. But um, it, it is funny because I really and truly believe if you give if there's ever been a, a level of consistency of class and a pedigree and it's kind of died out maybe for a generation or two, I always think there's a chance that it can be re-sparked. It just depends on the pairings that a mare gets or a stallion gets. Um, so I, that's why I like to go all the way back. Ren Carruthers, let's go all the way back to your uh, childhood. What was it like growing up on a horse farm, a thoroughbred horse farm? Oh, it was incredible. I, I, I think it actually helped me not to be in awe of uh, human celebrities <laughs> because for me, the horses were celebrities because I could go out in the field and here's this one broodmare and she's related to Citation. Or I go out to another one and, and this one's related to Hillprints or Damascus. Uh, so to me, the, the mares were really rock stars in my eyes. And it was fun because you also learned everything. You learned about how life is created. You learned about how life ends. Um, and it was just a wonderful childhood. And it really also gives you a, a, a on-the-ground respect for why these horses are so noble and why they deserve our, our respect. So growing up, you obviously always wanted to be involved in horse racing, correct? So where was your first, your first gig, say? 
Oh gosh. Well, no, actually, I was I was a broadcast, I was a broadcast arts grad. I was a radio disc jockey for the classic hits of the seventies, eighties, and nineties in Michigan. Well, she should and, be on this uh, on this station. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was playing the Bob Seger and tur- yeah, wow. all so so no, that's that's what I was doing, and then it. Um, I was actually a writer. Um, uh, we were trying to get something off the ground for uh, to be made, and it didn't happen. But uh, I actually sort of fell back into getting into the horse side of things because my parents had closed up shop with the farm. They had moved to Florida, and I wanted to get back in. And because I wanted to get back in, I started watching TVG more, and I, I realized there was a whole medium for horse racing that I didn't even really knew existed before. And I thought, well, why can't I combine my skills of my broadcast background with my knowledge for handicapping and pedigree and see if I can make this into something? And so it just all started from there. I actually used to be a researcher for TVG. I've um, worked for different outfits within uh, racing, whether it's Breeders' Cup, Woodbine, Tampa here. Um, just really trying to bring something that maybe other people don't have quite the same interest in to make it a little more different. And what's next for you? You know, obviously you've been plotting your future and, and your present is extraordinary. But so oh. what would be what would be next within the horse racing industry for you, Ren? Well, I would just love to be able to, con- you know, continue what I, uh, I'm doing, uh, continue to bring the stories of these horses. I love my... I love my gig with Breeders' Cup in particular because I get to track two-year-olds, and it's so much fun to see if these horses can can uh, continue on into their three-year-old season and become, you know, our card is called the Future Stars Friday card, and to see if they can then live up and be those horses that we see putting in the star performances on Saturdays. And so uh, I, I love doing that. But, yeah, I just I want to continue to be able to do what I'm doing. I might, if I could ever, get back into the side of, of the sales. Um, I would love to do that because I, there's so many times I'll see a horse and I just think to myself, gosh, if I was still involved, I would want to get that horse and breed her to this one and blah, blah, blah. But uh, that's a whole different route and animal. You are incredible. You really are. You are probably the smartest person that we've interviewed in a very long time in terms of, of knowledge of the sport and of knowledge of the history of, of, of horse as an industry and as a, as a racing uh, venue. Well done, Ren. I'm very impressed. Oh, thanks. That's so kind of you. I really and truly appreciate it. Thanks for doing this, too, and and, uh, good luck today at uh, Tampa Bay with your selections. Oh, thank you so much. We're looking forward to it. All the best to you. After the break, when we come back, Woodbine's Chad Rosema joins us here on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Listen live at 1059theregion.com. Live in Ontario? Ever dreamt about owning a racehorse? You need to take Ontario Racing's Horse Ownership 101 Virtual Seminars. Join horse racing expert Elisa Blow and learn about standard bred and thoroughbred ownership opportunities in Ontario with options for every price point. These free sessions are available in a one-on-one setting or as a group. For a list of seminar dates and to book your ownership seminar, go to ontarioracing.com slash horse dash ownership today. Enjoy the thrill of the race anytime with HPIBet.com, the number one betting site for experienced horse players. Join for free and watch and wager when you can't bet at the track. 
Stream live racing from over 500 tracks from around the world. Bet with ease from anywhere. It's safe and secure. Sign up today and get one month free live race streaming. Plus, for a limited time, get a $100 bonus and your first bet is on us. Go to hpibet.com to join for free today. Costa, the Central Ontario Standard Bread Association, proudly serving Ontario horse people. Costa, helping to ensure and support a collaborative and vibrant harness racing industry based on integrity and accountability. For more information, please visit the Costa website at costaonline.com or call 905-854-2672. Join us on April 1st when Gulfstream Park hosts the $1 million Curlin Florida Derby, a highlight of the Gulfstream Championship racing season and considered by many to be one of the most important preps for the famed Kentucky Derby on the first Saturday in May. The Curlin Florida Derby has a tremendous stakes-filled day of racing with a total of 10 stakes races scheduled and you can watch and wager on all Gulfstream Park race days including Florida Derby Day on April 1st with your HPI Bet account or Dark Horse app. It's the next best thing to being at the track. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine. Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Woodbine's Chad Rosema announced that he would be leaving his post as simulcast host for the Standard Bread Racing product at Woodbine Mohawk Park to take over the duties of raceway manager for Grand River Raceway. Can't wait to talk to Chad about all of this. He joins us now on the show. Welcome, Chad, and congratulations. Thanks for having me, guys, and yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, you know, a new endeavor that I'm that I'm excited to to sink my teeth in. All right, well, let's uh, let's talk about it. Uh, talk about the new role at at Grand River, and uh, what does it encompass? And uh, when do you start? So I take over uh, with them April 11th. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, you know, just around the corner, um, you know, I'll finish my time at uh, Woodbine Entertainment. Well, March 25th will be will be my last time on the air. Uh, we've got a bit of a hiatus uh, for, for a few race days before coming back on April the 1st, but uh, April 11th when I take over at Grand River. And as far as the position, you know, taking over from, uh, you know, one of the best in the business and Jamie Martin as the racing manager, and I'll have, uh, you know, an opportunity to just, you know, oversee the, the, the great racing product that they've got that gets underway June the 2nd, a 48-day race meet and you know, a night to night basis and, you know, being out there talking to the horse people and, and, uh, you know, the, the, the fans and the betters. And, um, yeah, I, I mean, I'll, I'll learn more and more as, as we get into it about, uh, you know, what, what, you know, other parts of the job might entail, but, yep. um, you know, for the most part, I, I, I just get to kind of focus on that racing product and, and hopefully see if we can continue to build what they've already started there. And how did Grand River find you? Well, it wasn't so much Grand River finding me than me finding them. I mean, you know, there 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 was a posting that that came up. I I knew it was coming. Um, and Grand River, you know, my roots go back to I still live in Elmira, a small town that's about 15 minutes away from from Grand River in Alora. And I grew up working at Elmira Raceway, which, you know, has has now, you know, been shut down for years, but it essentially went to Grand River in Alora. Um, you know, they, they, they built a racetrack there when, when things did work out here in Elmira. So I kind of think of them as sort of the same, same track. It's back to my roots. And, um, I've wanted to get into management for the last several years, just sort of transition my career and, and kind of get to that side of, of the racing game. And, 
uh, it was an opportunity that, that came up and I thought, well, I'll throw my hat in the ring and see how it goes. And uh, fortunately they, they decided to, uh, you know, go my direction. That's great. So your experience with, uh, with Woodbine was basically a, a simulcast host. And before we came on the air, you mentioned that, uh, you're actually calling the races tonight uh, in place of Kenny Middleton at Woodbine Mohawk Park, correct? Yeah, Ken Middleton, great friend of mine who got me involved, um, you know, at Woodbine, in fact, all the way back in 2007. He's the one that, uh, you know, had, had brought uh, the, the posting there. to. I started out through HPI-TV as a host before transitioning into, you know, a lot more things, whether it be network host and simulcast, you know, both breeds I cover and, and the race announcing. So, you know, I'm I'm his main backup at uh, you know at Woodbine Mohawk Park, and you know he's he's well deserved some vacation time, so he's got some weeks off. So in fact, my my final few weeks at, at Woodbine Mohawk Park will be upstairs calling the action. So looking forward to the Saturday card though, because we've got a 12 pack with the New Holland Pacing Series getting underway. You know, uh, it, it's a, a brand new series that we just introduced this winter. And a couple of divisions of that to kick off. So there'll be two legs and then a final coming up on the 25th. You know, there's something about what you've just said as simulcast host and race announcing for the next little while. What would ever make you want to move into management? Well, you know what? I, all, all the years, uh, you know, through there in the broadcast, you're, you know, you, you, I've gained respect to get brought into conversations. Um, you know, Woodbine Entertainment values so many, you know, employees' opinions. Um, especially if you've been involved in the game for a long time, like, like someone like, like I have. Um, so it was just something where I felt, you know, I, I, I'd like to have more say in the product. Um, you know, does this mean down the road? I, I, you know, maybe, maybe I'm back at Woodbine Entertainment in, in, a, in a bigger role like that. I don't know. But, uh, you know, for, for, for now, I'm excited to be going to Grand River and, and uh, you know, doing that. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I love TV. And I'm, I'm sure I'm still going to be showing up here and there. Um, you know, I've, I've let everybody know my availability as a freelance host. So I'm, I'm, you know, fingers crossed. I still maybe get a call to be on a Queen's Plate show or a Pepsi North America Cup program or filling in for Ken Middleton. So I'm hoping to still be <laughs> visible in that sense. What will be a typical day for you at, uh, at Grand River, do you think? Uh, you know, will it be sitting in an office or out and about or shaking hands or what do you think it'll be? Yeah, I, I definitely don't plan on sitting in an office. That's just not <laughs> me. <laughs> no. um, you know, I, I'm, I'm excited to be out and about on race night. So, you know, their race schedule uh, is, is June through the month of September. And, you know, for the most part, it's Monday, Wednesday, Friday, every week. And, you know, those race nights, I'll, I'll be there likely at, you know, around noon hour and we'll get whatever we need to get ready as far as, uh, you know, preparations for the card. And, you know, it, maybe it's our social media push that we start doing, uh, looking at the TV department, having things like that going. But once, once the races get underway and the horse people are there, I want to be out. I want to be visible. Um, I'm a very approachable person, you know, and anybody that wants to come and chat with me, Feel for, I love it. I love doing that. And, you know, that was one of my favorite things at, at Woodbine Entertainment is going around the paddock or going around, uh, you know, on a big race night when, when you know, the fans are there and just meeting people. And um, I've, I've met a lot of great people and made a lot of great friends over the years. So, Chad, is it going to be difficult for you to transition from a large track like Woodbine Mohawk Park to something smaller like Grand River? 
it'll it'll certainly be different, especially mm-hmm. going from the the role I'm in to to that. Um, because you know it, it's not not so many people to go through. Um, you know, and and it, it's probably going to be a bit of a culture shock. Uh, you know, for me, but I'm sure I'll adjust again. As I say, this is going back to my roots. I worked at Almeyer Raceway. To, I, I was 10 years old when I started there. Wow. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure too many people can do that anymore, but that's how it was back then. And, uh, you know, so I, I had about seven years, I think, at Almeyer Raceway. And, and, and this is very similar. I mean, Grand River is, is such a, a, a great venue in, in such a historic town of Alora. They're, they're big in the community. They're a growing name in the industry. And, and I just think that there's there's so much more that uh, you know they're going to offer down the road, including you know the, the the ultimate goal is still to convert that racetrack from a half mile, which it currently is, to a to a five eighths mile track, which I think is going to be huge for horse racing. Was there a mentor growing up that basically you followed and and you know took advice from in that and and got your start into into harness racing? Probably Ken Middleton. Yeah. Um, you know, I, 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 I owe a lot of credit to Kenny. Uh, he and I, he and I worked together at Elmira. That's where I, that's where I knew him. Um, mm-hmm. His dad, Ken Middleton Sr., the late Ken Middleton Sr., he was, he was a genius in the racing game. And, uh, you know, he didn't, he didn't get the credit. Uh, I, I believe he didn't get enough credit for the things he accomplished at Elmira, including, um, you know, he was the architect behind industry day, which is still the signature day that has gone from Elmira to grand river. That's always on the civic, um, you know, Monday holiday. So that'll be coming up on August the 7th, you know, featuring our signature event, the battle of Waterloo. And, you know, Ken, Ken was one that pushed me to get into the announcing or, um, you know, continue with the game. And, and again, like I say, he's the one that brought to my attention, the, the, the need for an on-air host at Woodbine Entertainment. And, you know, that was 16 years ago. And and uh, I, I wouldn't trade, you know, that time there for anything. I mean, I, I absolutely love Woodbine Entertainment. So in your heart of hearts and in your mind's eye, what is your vision now, short-term, and even long-term for Grand River? You know, you just mentioned half mile to five-eighths. Uh, so that's one aspect that you'd like to see change. But what is your overall vision well, overall vision for me is, you know, to, to, to get this, this venue to continue to grow. Um, you know, although they've been around since 2004, um, I just feel like they're, they're getting more and more popular. And I think there's, there's you know, that'll continue. A 5 eighths track, you know, as, as much as, again, half-mile racing is my roots, you know, a 5 eighths mile track, I think, is, is just uh, a, a better version of horse racing, a more competitive version of horse racing um, that will allow you to, you know, bring in some bigger, bigger races. I mean, they've got the Battle of Waterloo and the Battle of the Bells, but if I could bring in, you know, a, a, another signature event uh, to help put it even more so on the map with, you know, not just here in Ontario and Canada, but south of the border uh, and go a little bit broader with that, you know, increase the wagering and, and um, you know, see if we can get, you know, more and more young people in the game, right? That's always the million dollar question. How do we do that? So, I think there's a lot of challenges ahead, but I'm I'm really really excited about it. And we're excited for you, truly. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, I just wanted to say uh, thanks for for coming on and doing this, and uh, you know, good luck with your uh, your new venture, and we'll have you back real soon. Uh, you know, I really appreciate the time, guys, and uh, love what you guys do, and and uh, you know, if, if we can get you out to Grand River sometime, that'd be fantastic. I will drive. 
<laughs> Larry will be my, my talkative passenger. <laughs> perfect, perfect. I look forward to that. That's great. Oh, well done. Nice to meet you. Nice to get to know you, and we are thinking of you in your future. Thanks a lot, guys. I really appreciate that, and uh, all the best to you guys as well. After the break, Larry Simpson looks at some racing action today around North America, including Woodbine Mohawk Park and racing at several other North American tracks. So please make sure that your HPI accounts and Dark Horse app are ready to work overtime today. Stay with us for Larry's Ponies Picks of the Day, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Listen live at 1059theregion.com. Discover a new breed of excitement with Live Horse Racing. Ontario Racing represents 15 racetracks where you can experience the excitement of thoroughbred, standard bred, and quarter horse racing. To find the racetrack nearest you, go to ontarioracing.com. New to betting? Check out our Betting 101 page and learn about the HPI Bet Wagering platform and the Dark Horse app, the best and safest online betting options. Get your horsepower at OntarioRacing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing. Three breeds, one vision. The Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association of Ontario, the HBPA, has represented thoroughbred owners and trainers at Woodbine and Fort Erie racetracks since 1950. The HBPA promotes the exchange of ideas to further advance, market and preserve live racing in Ontario while offering new thoroughbred ownership opportunities. Membership to the HBPA is free for owners and trainers. For more information on the HBPA of Ontario, please visit our website at hbpa.on.ca. Pineview Hyundai, the smart choice of automobile dealerships combining horses and horsepower. For over 35 years, the Romeo family has been part of the Ontario thoroughbred racing industry, and they want to invite you to visit their Pineview dealership and view the award-winning Hyundai lineup today as the I Love Winter event is on now. Come see us at 3790 Highway 7 in Vaughan. Call us at 905-851-2851 or visit our website, pineviewauto.com, and see why Pineview Hyundai remains the smart choice. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. And before we wrap up our show, of course, what would Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, be without a couple of possible betting opportunities and potential betting gems as Larry gives us his Ponies Picks of the Day, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. The floor, the track, the everything is yours, Larry. Thanks, Ann. Uh, before I get into the Ponies Picks, I just wanted to give a shout-out to a Tampa Bay jockey, Vernon Bush, who was on our show uh, a couple of weeks ago, he's a new friend of the show. Uh, he had two uh, long shot winners on uh, uh, last weekend. They were both 25 to 1. And he had another long shot winner on the preceding Wednesday. So since he's been on the show, he's had three long shot winners. So I think he wants to come back on the show again. So we say that to all of our future guests. (laughs) When you come on the show, winning is in your future. Your fortunes change. (laughs) So let's hope your fortunes will change from a betting standpoint as we get into the... uh, Ponies picks today. Uh, Gulfstream has a 12 race card, and uh, race three is a maiden optional claimer. Six furlongs on the dirt, three year old fillies, claiming price of $50,000. 
It's a short field of eight. And uh, number six, Mystify, looks like she is starting to figure things out on the track with her last race on February 17th at Gulfstream being her best race to date. That race was at today's class, which saw Mystify finish a closing third, beating one length for all the marbles. I like the fact that uh, Jose Ortiz is back in the saddle today and also the fact that trainer Christopher Davis leaves this filly on the dirt as her best race to date in her career was last time on the dirt. Uh, you got second time claiming, second time dirt, second time Ortiz. I like this girl's chances today. So Gulfstream Park, race three, number six, Mystify. Uh, Santa Anita has a nine race card today, and race six is a maiden special weight for three-year-olds, mile and the 16th on the dirt, purse of $67,000. It's a compact field of eight, and it includes number three, Yellow Brick, a son of quality road, and who's starting to make his fourth lifetime start today. In Yellow Brick's first three starts, he shows a second place and a two and two third place finishes. His last start, he led for a bit, but gave up the lead to a horse by the name of Skinner, whose connections have sights possibly on the Kentucky Derby later on this year. Yellow Brook took an 89 buyer in that last race, which is the best on the page. Trainer Richard Mandela has uh, worked Yellowbrick twice since that last race, including a good five furlong workout on March 3rd. And leading jockey Flavian Pratt stays aboard for the fourth time today. Mandela and Pratt, by the way, combined for 31% winners at Santa Anita in 2022 and 2023. Yellowbrick looks like the controlling speed today and looks like the one to beat. So Santa Anita, race six, number three, Yellowbrick. Woodbine Mohawk Park has a 12 race card this evening. Post time for the first race is 7 p.m. And that's the race I'm concentrating on uh, today. Race one is a one-mile pace for five-year-olds and younger. None winners of one race. Nine horses have been entered, including number four, Gentle on My Mind. I think that was a song, wasn't it? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Don't sing it, please. Yeah, okay. Uh, who, made, who made his first lifetime start last week. And what a race it was. His Gentle on My Mind was let go at 78-to-one odds. And this uh, well-bred son of shadow play got up for third, race-timed in 155-2, and two, and a last quarter in 27-1. and one. This was a super performance when you consider that Gentle on My Mind came into that race off a couple of qualifiers. In his last qualifier, he was timed in two minutes flat. So any horse that can drop almost five seconds off that qualifier to last week's third-place performance certainly has some talent. Driver Colin uh, Kelly is back in the bike tonight, and he's been in the bike in all of Gentle On My Mind's qualifiers. And this guy, if he duplicates last week's performance, should improve enough to perhaps win tonight's Mohawk Curtain Racer. So Woodbine Mohawk Park, race one, number four, Gentle On My Mind. And then finally, we've got the Meadowlands. They have a nice 14 race card tonight. Race eight is a one-mile pace for a purse of $12,500. Ten pacers have been entered, including number three, High Baller, who, despite some challenging post positions lately, has been a picture of consistency. Last week, Highballer left from the challenging 10 posts, but still got up to finish third in 150-1, and one, which is the best last race time of all 10 horses entered tonight. The week before, Highballer closed to finish third, beating a half a length, and this was from a post-7 start. Highballer likes to win races, having won 8 of 26 last year and 12 of 62 lifetime. He's won for eight so far this year, but I believe with the post-position relief tonight, then Highballer has a great shot of winning his second race of 2023. So the Meadowlands race eight, number three, Highballer. Larry, that was great. 
you are outstanding in your field, so I say come on in from that field. Before we go, a big shout-out to Mark at Fans of Horse Racing, and thank you all for being with us on this edition of Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Just a wee reminder, if you would like to receive a free digital copy of the current issue of Ponies 24-7 magazine, by the way, a new one will be released very shortly, please email Larry Simpson at theponies247experience at gmail.com, and don't forget forget about the Ponies 24-7 Lymphoma Canada campaign, Don't Horse Around with Lymphoma. For more information on this, go to the landing page, lymphoma.ca slash ponies, and please donate to this incredible cause. Stay with 105.9 The Region all weekend long. We'd appreciate that, and thank you for listening. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine with Ann Romer and Larry Simpson, has been brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Tune in next Saturday morning at 8 for more from the world of horse racing. This is 105.9 The Region.